Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. I am Lois Conley. I am the founder and the CEO of the Griot Museum of Black History. We just celebrated 25 years. That's amazing. And it's amazing to me that people still say they don't know we're here. Oh, it is frustrating. And it's aggravating. (laughs) Outside the Griot is a buzz of activity and construction. Counter Public, which weaves contemporary art into St. Louis every three years, has commissioned six art installations along a stretch of Jefferson. It starts six miles south on Jefferson, and it's going to come in here at the Griot. So it starts on Jefferson and it ends here. And it's going to come all the way across. And, and each and doing each of those, um, along that six-mile stretch, there will be an art installation outdoors. Interesting. And so ours is the largest of those, I believe. Well, that's kind of a coup for you then yes. to have it be the end of the it exhibit. Is the, it is the anchor of the exhibit. And not only that, we think the real coup is that David Ajay is doing it. He's the person who is responsible for designing the Smithsonian Museum of African American History. Oh, right, right. So we felt like, he's going to come and do a major installation at this little place uh, in North St. Louis. Sir David Ajay is an award-winning Ghanaian-British architect. More on that project in a moment. Lois Conley started thinking in the early 90s that St. Louis really needed a museum showcasing the contributions of black St. Louisans. Our history reaches into every other region and area of this country. And yet our history locally, we don't do anything to embrace it. We don't do anything to share it. But you started this all on your own? Yeah, yeah. You know, I got it going. I had no idea what it meant to run a museum. This was not something I ever wanted to do or thought about doing or saw myself doing. Uh, And it just kind of happened. So you must have thought that there was clearly a niche not being filled or a story not being told? Well, I think that was the motivation, uh, just a keen interest and one that kept growing, becoming more and more aware that St. Louis had this really, really vibrant African-American heritage and nobody was really doing anything to share it. And I thought, St. Louis is missing so much. Somebody ought to do it. And before I knew it, it was me. (laughs) There was a lot of nudging from her daughter to tackle this project. And finally, she came home one day coming from a meeting and said, guess what? I saw a really beautiful building. It'd be great for a museum. And I went like, girl, I am not doing a museum. She said, well, let's just go look at the building. And it was this building. building? It was this building. It needed a lot of work. And we bought it. This must have been... 90, 92. When you decided to do this, you didn't have any museum experience. No. You started rehabbing the building. Did you have any rehabbing experience? Well, I've always been a a, a do-it-yourselfer. Well, let's walk into Gallery 1. These are examples of slave auctions and places where in St. Louis, some kind of slave trade was occurring. All these places in red? or where uh, All they, of those in oh, red or some of lot. the places. And that's, I think we only had about 20 of so up there. Only we had 30 up there. <laughs> That's 30. a lot. Yeah. And I'll let you hold this just to see how heavy this is. Oh my gosh, this goes around your neck? It goes around your neck. Oh, wow. What yeah. is that, about 15 you pounds? having it around your neck. And so we used to let the kids put them on so they could get a real sense of what that was like. This cabin, come in, you can see the, see us taking it down. We went down and found this in Jonesburg, Missouri, on a little plantation 
called the Smith's Plantation and then took it down and then brought it back here and reconstructed it. Wow. So it was a slave cabin on a plantation? On a small farm in Missouri, right out probably 90 miles from here. Because we started with enslavement, which is a kind of bad, ugly period that you don't want to talk about. I, I chose to interpret our stories from the perspective that, yeah, we started out facing some obstacles, but look what we did. Look how we overcame. So again, York, and then this is Mrs. Keckley, who was enslaved oh, yeah. here in St. Louis and, and ultimately brought her freedom and that of her son, and she became the uh, seamstress to Mary Todd Lincoln, Abraham Lincoln's wife, and she was again from St. Louis. And this is one of the people most people will know about is George Washington Carver, but what I, I found... People didn't know George Washington Carver came from Missouri. Who's in this room? In this room is people, all again, with a St. Louis connection. This is Jet Banks, long-term politician in St. Louis, a real mover and shaker. Clark Terry, who went to Vashon High School and was, became the first uh, black person to be with the Tonight Show band. Josephine Baker, of course, who most, most folks will recognize. And of course, Miles Davis. This is just kind of an exhibit that people get to read about how the black church got started. You know, black people weren't allowed to worship with white people, and so, you know, we split off and formed our own churches. But this exhibit is about Greater Mount Carmel Baptist Church. That was the first uh, institution in the Mill Creek that actually was sold when Mill Creek Redevelopment Project got underway. And Reverend Earl Nance Sr., mm. Uh, who was the minister? Who was the minister at the time? Was also the um, roommate of Dr. King, at, in Morehouse. Yes, I'm from Mill Creek too. Oh, really? Yeah, actually, this is my church. Oh, wow! This is my home church. I think our family actually might have been the last family to move out of Mill Creek. What was that. your feeling overall of Mill Creek? Were you sad to leave it, or oh, I'm still sad about it. Sometimes I still get very emotional. <laughs> Unlike what you saw in the media. It was not a slum for us. Actually, had a nice backyard. We had a garden. We had stores in our neighborhood. Everybody knew everybody. I don't. I don't think I ever. Well, I know that I never lived in a neighborhood like that where that sense of community was felt. My dad would read to us in the paper the stories about the slum, and we were going, "Where is that? <laughs> that's we live in a slum." He said, "That's where we live." And back to the major art installation. Okay, so here we are standing on the corner of St. Louis Avenue and 25th, and your side lot here is surrounded by fencing. Absolutely. And tell me what's happening. This is the prep work for the installation of the, uh, the exhibit. The exhibit is called Aase, which is A-A-S-E, in case I'm saying it incorrectly. This is the first outdoor installation of work of Sir David Ajay. It's going to be opening here officially at the Grio April 15th as part of the Counter Public 2023 event. Has he been by yet? Oh, yeah. It was just coming here and us talking and, and me kind of telling him what our bigger vision was for the Grio that he decided he made his decision to do it here. It's a bit intimidating to get a visit from a world-renowned architect knighted by the Queen. Uh, Sir David... He wants to come and visit. He wants to stop at the Grio. Can you be available? And I said, oh, nah. <laughs> I'm kind of busy that day. <laughs> I got to go get my nails done. <laughs> I said, of course. Whatever else I was doing, you know, I was going to be available. 
Lois says it's amazing to know he saw enough value in the work they're doing at the Griot that he wanted his first outdoor art installation to be there. From 1991, when you started thinking about this, to here we are in 2023, and the guy who designed the Smithsonian African American Museum is doing his art installation here. It's pretty amazing. (laughs) It's pretty amazing. I mean, do you ever sit back, Lois, and think, I could be retired and drinking tea with my slippers on? Mm -hmm. Like this morning, (laughs) I thought that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but not yet. Not yet. (laughs) I I still want to see a few things happen. That's Lois Conley of the Griot Museum of Black History on St. Louis Avenue. Debbie Monterey, KMOX News. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time, baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world, screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.